All right. Well, I guess we'll just start, you know, like that. Yeah, just just say welcome to the average minute. Uh, welcome. That's your line. <laughs> welcome to the average minute. This is an impromptu uh, Tuesday night church episode. Well, now you were at church yesterday as well, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. we. I, I am uh, engrossed in the um, trying to formulate a golf swing out of the... Uh, so the last podcast we covered, I am to about 10 o'clock on the dial in my backswing. So I don't have a transition. I don't have a downswing. Uh, and there's that glorious average minute uh, audio quality. So What happens at church stays at church <laughs> unless you're racing down the uh, Indian school. So we're just, we're just going to address it briefly. We are outdoors at church uh, tailgating. And of course, there's traffic, so wouldn't be the average minute without the. Uh... <laughs> uh, y'all are welcome. Yeah. So uh, you're gonna have to deal with that, but at least you can hear Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, bring the car back. Uh, yeah. So, so no, um, I'm 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 engrossed in uh, trying to formulate a swing out of the two lessons that I have uh, gotten so far. I am, I'm, I'm to 10 o'clock in my backswing. And you did the uh, fitting and then two lessons, correct? No, I did not do the fitting yet. Oh. I I did the... Uh, no, uh, the swing evaluation. Yeah, the, the swing evaluation where they, they tell you, you are horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. and you <laughs> we're need... We're going to put you on a 52-week regimen. You need at least <laughs> a year, and I'm not even guaranteeing that we're going to shave five strokes <laughs> off your handicap. Uh you know, you need you need major serious help. So, so that's where I am. Uh, you had mentioned a few minutes ago that you've had one lesson and you're already seeing results. Uh, yeah, I did my uh, swing out evaluation, which is where uh, when we'll put it uh, for what Whip said, put the course light on the inside of my leg so I don't uh, sway completely back. Uh, I did that for the that was a swing evaluation, and then I had my first lesson after that last Tuesday, and uh, turns out I never followed through. Did you know I, ne- I haven't finished a swing in my life? Oh, you're talking about golf swing? Yeah, golf okay. swing. Okay. Oh. Well, no, because we were talking to Jessica. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. She says it's, <laughs> that happens. Yeah. She was uh, saying that Golf are- swing is way late. That swing's <laughs> probably a little... I believe the term is premature. Ah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so... And then it's weird because I've always been... As you guys have golfed with me, I go to the range and uh, talk with you guys and then walk back to the truck, maybe hitting two balls. Right. Uh, because, you know, warming up's for suckers, practices for suckers. But ever since I've started taking these lessons, I'm actually getting swing tips and ideas. And uh, my swing almost in my mind looks smooth. I mean, you saw me hit a just impromptu seven iron after uh, we met up tonight. And it, it wasn't the same. It uh, went It went at least 135 yards. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about the uh, swing tempo and the fact I assume I don't look like a fat guy trying to get into a hammock that doesn't have enough, you know, tree support to hold him up. No, it looked good. It looked good. It was, uh, yeah, there is a uh, noticeable difference um, with what you got going on. Yeah, I've I've gotten to the point to where uh, I have a club sitting on my couch, so I just get up whenever I want and start just practicing my swing. I took my... uh, foam Callaway balls to work and took a wedge and uh, don't walk into my office unannounced because if you get drilled by a foam ball it's not my fault it's your yeah, fault it's foam yeah you'll be fine um, I do a lot of the air swing you know where I don't actually have a club in my hand but any given place wherever I'm standing if I have two seconds to kill I'm doing practicing the uh, the takeaway with the uh, proper position of my wrist and uh, you know 
this is how far I've gotten. So that's that's all, really all I have to work with is uh, trying to make that feel natural instead of fighting it every time I take the club back. Yeah, one of the things I learned from my last lesson was uh, that uh, if you don't point your hips at the target, you tend to fade or, and everybody else says, slice the ball. So that was a big thing for me to work on. So I basically, I had to grab a club to do that. Just the, the practice swing doesn't do it for me. I got to get that full turn in holding a club and Right. Again, if you get brained by a, a 60 degree, don't walk into my office without me knowing. There you go. Uh, another way to keep unwanted visitors out of your office. Yeah. I've, I've found that uh, just generally being an asshole <laughs> I, uh, I, typically I, isn't uh, enough. You know, for those who, who listen from work is, yeah, you know, you know, if you know, you know. There has to be some there, sort of... Uh, there's a reason why I'm sequestered in my own little building. <laughs> the... The uh, risk of physical injury uh, <laughs> yeah. certainly certainly helps. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been been kind of a, a hectic week. I do feel um, you know quite a load off without uh, now that I have some more time on my hands, uh, being able to to practice a little bit more. The last last couple of weeks, I've been so engrossed in in trying to wedge um, practice and lessons into our already busy schedule plus doing all the prep work for our holiday party and stuff um and now that that's out of the way which was a great time thank you <laughs> well oh, well I, the first half that i remember was great the second half i you know. <laughs> the uh the bottle of mekong uh, <laughs> yeah. certainly certainly made uh made made the night forgettable uh <laughs> yeah the, the next morning was on you not on me right don't, don't take three shots whip so for those of you that don't know, uh, Mekong is a uh, probably the worst. Is it whiskey? Uh, it's Taiwanese whiskey, I think. Or yeah, yeah, it's it, a whiskey. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is probably the worst liquor that's ever crossed my lips. Well, no, I've had some really bad tequilas and stuff. You know, with the worm at the bottom. Um, but this was right up there with that with that type of stuff. Um, I will say I once mixed that with a vodka and a seltzer, and I don't remember if it was good or not. <laughs> uh, we're just getting warmed up for uh, January Jam. <laughs> yeah. Where so you ordered how many bottles of that stuff? Uh, there are currently, I believe, four more bottles at my home. All right. Well, I ordered the sweet six pack. I have a half a bottle at my home that whoever ended up with that bottle left there. So uh, you can have it back. Yeah, I don't recall uh, what I won during the White Elephant gift, which means that's a good party. <laughs> and uh, we got home to a... Uh, Mrs. Average gave uh, Jessica a bottle of Kettle One that uh, apparently at some point, once we got out of the truck, it fell on my garage floor and shattered. Oh, no. And I found that barefooted in the morning on oh. Sunday. So, uh, And my garage does smell like vodka. Wow. So... Shit. Uh, turns out there's lots at my house, so you know, no, it won't be missed. It was, it's a sad moment, but it won't be missed. Right, right. Well, so Mrs. Average figured out that it is cheaper this time of year. It's cheaper to buy alcohol in those gift sets. You know, oh, yeah. They come with, mm -hmm. come with the glasses or the tumblers or whatever. Um, you actually get the same. It's the same price, but you also get you know glassware or yeah. some sort of tchotchke with it. Um, so she's been buying the buying those up like crazy like they're going out of style um 
So anyway, we have a tea time on Saturday uh, playing playing Palmbrook. That's this, your that's your first time since Worlds. This right? will be the first time that I've been on the on the golf course since Worlds. Um, I've just been so engrossed in trying to do the lesson and practice thing that um, I have lost sight of actually playing real golf. And every time I go in and talk to the instructor, he's like, "So how you been playing?" And I'm like, "Not." So we'll see how it goes. Uh, if church is any indication of how it's going, uh, I'm not seeing any improvement yet. But uh, I will say, from watching your swing, the takeaway is much, much improved. The rest of it kind of looks the same. Well, uh, but you always had a good finish. I mean, at least that's what Mrs. Average has said to me. <laughs> oh, she said I mean, that. I mean, we've heard the howling in Jeez. Mexico. <laughs> no, that means she had a good finish. Oh. <laughs> uh, she's a bit of a screamer. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually thought that was uh, kids drowning in the pool last time. Uh, yeah, you know, pack of coyotes yeah. or something, you know. But uh, yeah, so I'm super stoked uh, to see to see how it goes. We're walking, um, which will be nice because you know I've put on my holiday 37 pounds already. So, and unfortunately here in Arizona, it's, it's freezing cold. I know we got some listeners that you know think they're in dire areas, but. Uh, we're probably going to be golfing and it's not going to get over 70 during the day while we're out there playing. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time not playing in shorts. Uh, uh, there's going to be at least six inches of sun in the forecast. So. Yeah, from the uh, weather standpoint for all you out there, is, uh, Jessica's going out to Iowa. She lands on Wednesday, which, why'd you go to Iowa? Whatever. Uh, it's going to be negative 40 wind chill. Hmm. Which, I mean... Comfy. That's got to be pretty close to how I'm going to feel when we make that turn in the shade on number three. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, I'm at the point, I'm debating uh, pants or shorts. And uh, looking at the forecast, that 70 degrees is looking mighty, mighty beautiful uh, right at the moment. So the cold snap is, is over and we're back to our normal Arizona, you know, beautiful winter weather. So... Uh, y'all are welcome. Well, we always have that uh, two weeks of uh, cold in December. Yeah. And so uh, break out your windbreakers. It's freezing. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I love walking. Love walking the course. I just feel more. I feel more in tune with the course. Less, you know, less worried about where I got to drive or do I have to take you over to your ball and then go look for mine and whatever. I, I love just hitting a shot walking to the next one thinking about i really think for us mediocre golfers it's the best way to play because when you duff that 150 yards you got to walk 50 yards and by the time you get there you're tired you're worn out you ah shit that that didn't happen i'm gonna hit this one 200 you right. know, 50 again but whatever you, you felt better about the shot yeah it, it definitely definitely gives you uh more time to think to yourself you're not having to entertain your your partner or uh you know, keep his head screwed on or any of that type of stuff. You know, it, it's yeah. Really... When you're walking and you're uh, one of the guys you're playing with is just breaking shit, which that ha- that was an Arizona desert uh, situation this last weekend where people were just throwing stuff and having tantrums. Which uh, that have anything? Did that? Uh, so I saw a post from a, a. Yes, that was uh, what that was about. His group had uh, quite a few tantrums, which that ruins your good time. Really, is when. Uh, yeah, I've thrown clubs here or there. I mean, maybe once every five rounds, you just kind of chuck one back at the cart. Uh, nine times out of ten, I hit the cart and snap the damn club, so right. it really it, stops me from doing it again. Ultimately, it's not but worth the, the, the rage, the fit of rage. But when you're slamming your clubs down and, you know, 
and the guy who was upset, uh, you know, poor guy shot a 76. I mean, sucks. <laughs> now, now these people that are having uh, temper tantrums out on the course, are they good? Uh, two of them are good, and the uh, one of them uh, is, you know, our our level, but thinks he's better. That's that sort of thing. Ah, uh, so me, like me. Uh, speaking of that, uh, my instructor really wanted to get down to the bottom of. Uh, they want to know what your actual handicap is, because uh, you told them like 25, uh -huh. and they're like, "Is it higher than that or lower than that?" I'm all, I thought he was like a 22. So, what? <laughs> well, uh, I think it's pretty evident they, they, they should not yeah. be asking. Yeah. Are they implying that it's higher? I, I, that was the gist that I was getting. Was you know he really sucks, right? And it's like, yeah, well, why is he here? That, huh? You, you think he bought a 52-week plan because he's good? Wow. <laughs> That kind of that kind of hurts my feelings a little bit <laughs> to think that my uh, my golf instructor and your golf instructor are talking about how horrible I am behind my back. Well, uh, my my instructor showed you you know set you up with practice that one day, and he probably watched two swings and was like, "Gosh, I'm glad he's not my student." Uh, on the contrary, I, from what it sounds like, based on your feedback and my feedback, um, I feel like I actually wouldn't mind having him as an instructor. Seems like. Uh, he might actually be open to, and this is, I'm going to put the ball in your court here, but if you can get him to come on the podcast and maybe talk about how horrible we are, that would be... Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, he does uh, Tuesday morning, I think it is. He does uh, coursework lessons, and I'm going to do one of those type of thing, and maybe we figure out a way to uh, get him on, even though you're at work. So you might have to you know, go in the break room or something, or um, I can just re pre-record something with him and then add that later or whatever. Yeah, you can do that. Um, I mean, I would certainly like to uh, be able to talk to him. So maybe I'll figure out when... Um, uh, well, it'd be nice if you do the course lesson with me, and then uh, we just do this at Sun City Country Club on the back of the truck. Is that where it is? Yeah. Is that where the uh -huh. course is? It's on is? the way to work. Because I know that's included in my plan as well, is after so many lessons you do, you do a playing lesson. And I was wondering how that worked. If I have to like take time off of work or something to do that, yeah, it said it's Tuesday morning. I didn't, I didn't get a time out of. I, I assume you know eight nine o'clock, which you know noon for me, or noon for you. Yeah. How's that work? Huh? I'm in the time warp. So how does that? How how does it work? Do you play around? Do you play all uh, around? I'm pretty sure he's taking you to just the practice facility there. Oh and, okay. You know, having you chip and that sort of thing. Uh, I know he he does have a situation in which you can do like a nine hole, but that's separate more of a uh, individual coaching thing which I wouldn't mind doing but I have my level of improvement needs to go up tenfold before I even start thinking yeah let me pay this guy to tell me how shitty I am because I hit it in the trees every time right it's like I already know that it I heard the tree right right huh well I mean we we definitely need to see if we can get one of our instructors come on the podcast because you know because they're getting all this free advertisements yeah so do something for us hell yeah and, and that's just it. You know, how many, uh, uh, both of the people listening have probably already <laughs> yeah. signed up for yeah. Golf Tech. So there's that. Uh, uh, absolutely. When I when I start carding rounds in the 80s, uh, people are going to be signing up. Oh, so. yeah. When he wins the FU Open this year, going away. Oh, that's possible. Uh, it's not probable if we, uh, if we have it at Sterling Grove. <laughs> I had a good round at Sterling Grove once. I've had a not horrible round at Sterling Grove, but um, I was hitting the ball halfway decent. Still can't putt for shit there, you know. Most of the time, if I make a putt, it's it's luck. 
you know. Well, I was talking to one of the guys who were good when we were playing there last time, and he's all, no, you, what you want to do is you want to hit the green more on the left-hand side and putt up to the hole instead of being on the right-hand side. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I got that shot. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm place, on the green. Place <laughs> the ball? Yeah. Like, green and regulation counts even if you're on the fringe, I think. <laughs> if you got a putter in your hand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, count it. Yep, that is how I score, so if you if played with me and you saw me putt from 50 yards off, that, that was a green in regulation. It's close enough. It's within the vicinity. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, Whip couldn't join us. He's babysitting. Got the, uh, got the grandson occupying his time on Tuesdays. Um, we're doing a kind of a single mic. He was going to try to remote in, but that doesn't really work so very well when we're out here doing a single mic thing because only one set of headphones. But, um, you know, once we start generating some revenue, start getting some better equipment, we'll be able to do... <laughs> we'll be able we'll to completely have, mock up the RV and we'll come to church in the RV. Yeah, we'll set up, you know... set up the entire thing, do it, a remote. It, we'll have, like... It'll, it'll be, uh, like, shot tracer set up yeah. in the parking lot of the <laughs> golf tournament, you know? We'll have the, the, the gym set up. We'll have the Merv Griffin studio put in the <laughs> RV. <laughs> and and we're back. And we're going to have animals. Animals. Yeah. So I was listening. Um, I listened to one of our... I don't know if it was our last episode or the one before that. I just randomly uh, hit one. I was like totally caught up with one of the podcasts I listened to. And the new episode of the other one that I listened to uh, didn't seem terribly interesting to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Average Minute. And I just clicked on one, and I was listening to it. And boy, oh boy, uh, it was horrible. Um, it was one of those things where, you know, we do these, and I, I think to myself, yeah, that went pretty well. You know, that, that seemed, to go, seemed to go okay. And even though I will generally listen to the playback, like, the next day or even the same night... Um, I, I'm like too close to it and then it really took a minute for me to you know kind of step away not listen to any of it and then just randomly listen to one like I was listening to someone else's podcast that I that I normally do on my way to or from work and uh, it was uh, it was atrocious I'm gonna say uh, to put it to put it mildly um, uh, we're just making our listeners stronger by having to listen to that garbage uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing to me because I've actually received some positive feedback. You, you really got to get calluses on your ears if you're going to listen to what we're saying. <laughs> like people have people have reached out and said, "Oh man, I, I love the podcast," or you know this and that, and I'm and I'm like, "Oh cool, you know it must be going well." And then I listen to it myself, and I'm like, "This is fucking horrible." Like, how how is anybody listening to this? The feedback I get is, "Yeah, when you guys tell a funny story, that's great. When you talk about golf, that's great. The rest of it, you probably shouldn't talk about." It's like we're trying to fill an hour here. People. Yeah, the the minutia, the, <laughs> yeah, minutia, the minutia of our, of our like, lives, like this, for instance. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just I'm I'm actually in my head, I'm trying to come up with see if I had anything funny happen to me, uh, but it's really uh, the last couple of days have been have been somewhat um, uneventful, so I don't have any uh, borderline uh, Sharia law. Uh, I don't have anything to share in that regard. I'd have to go way in the Wayback Machine and dig something out, which I'm not really prepared to do at the moment. I haven't had enough beer yet. Um, 
Yeah, that was my my effort uh, was lacking in the last podcast because I was in my can I go four days without drinking and that was day three and so I'm pretty funny sober. Uh, yeah, Jessica made a point. Uh, you know, she said you've met vodka Bob, you've met uh, pickle martini Bob, you've met uh, tequila Bob. Have you ever met water Bob? <laughs> yeah, water Bob. Is, yeah, <laughs> and I'm yeah. and I'm like you know. I don't know that I have ever met Water Bob. Like, I don't... That's a new persona that I don't think I'm going to really take over very well. It didn't really suit me very that, that great. I, you know, it was a lot of peeing without a lot of entertainment. <laughs> Poncho Bob is coming to January Jam. Yes. It is the season. It, it is. I can't wait. Uh, so we... the golf tournament is sold out. Sold out. So if you were planning on buying a last-minute uh, foursome so that you could join the Average Minute crew at uh, yeah. at January Jam, there, you're fucked. There's nothing available in Del Boca Vista. Nothing. Uh, right. So don't plan on getting waterboarded uh, with us on the 17th hole because you're out. Although you could probably still get concert tickets. Uh, concert tickets are still available. I picked up our VIPs today because I was waiting for confirmation from uh, Jessica for being able to go. Uh, and then everything else is still plenty of tickets available. So, uh, so it. what uh, what is your plan? So we're definitely ten out of ten bringing at least one bottle of Mekong to January Jam, right? You're you're gonna get one autographed. I gotta get one autographed. You you could probably do that at the golf tournament, unless he does a uh, no lo- show. Yeah, if he does the no show like he did last year, because he was a little uh, intoxicated off of Mekong the night before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling to get one to autograph, I'm going to have to give one to get one. Right. So. Well, there's that. Yeah. You yeah. could probably, because, uh, uh, why am I drawing Bong, a blank Bongo on her player? name? No. Oh, my bestie? Yeah. Alicia. Uh, yeah. She'll be at the golf tournament, oh, yeah. so you can hand one hand off her, there. Yeah. But, but are you going to be, do you, do you ask her permission, like at the golf tournament, like, hey, uh, we're going to be bringing one of these in to the concert, like... How do we get this through the guard gate thing at Bandito's? I think I can give her a bottle to have him sign, and then he'd give it to me at the concert. Yeah, but you're not going to drink the autograph bottle. Oh, do you want to drink one, or do you want? What to I'm saying one is, him to drink. Have you ever been to a show where they pass around, where they actually pass around yeah. the bottle of Mekong? Uh, it's a uh, thing. I wear cargo shorts usually, so I'll just stuff it in the cargo. But shorts. you don't want <laughs> you don't want to provide the bottle of Mekong that just gets passed around to everybody else. Like we have to do the passing. Yeah, we have to be the group that passes the bottle of Mekong when he goes barkeep another yeah. Mekong. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Yeah. So, and if you guys out there in podcast land have no idea what the <laughs> yeah. fuck we're talking about, <laughs> this, this is back into the. Uh, Hey, let's Ken and I talk about what we talk about in the truck. No, on the way it's, to Mexico. it's relevant to golf because <laughs> yeah. it, uh, you know, we're we are playing Los Palomas, which is a great course down there, uh, basically right on Sandy Beach. Uh, if you haven't played there, you should. Uh, that is the epic uh, day where the first time we went down there, I looked at Ken in all earnest and I said, "Man, my ball's not going very far. What do you think the sea level is here? <laughs> yeah, what do you think if you're worried about <laughs> altitude?" Uh, you know, if you're one of the, if you're from Denver or uh, you know one of these places where uh, you have to worry about altitude, uh, yeah, that was probably one of the best. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, what do you think the altitude is uh, here? And I yeah. looked right at the ocean <laughs> and back at you and said uh, seven. Yeah, I think we determined the altitude yeah, is seven. seven. That was that was a fair number. Uh, that joke carried on when we went to Bandon, where 
standing on the point, you're, I just look at him on his birthday and I go, what do you actually think the uh, altitude is here? Because, you know, we're in Oregon, so it's yeah. got to be higher, right? <laughs> it was about 50. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it was about 50 at that at that. We were standing on the cliff. I think 50, maybe 100. I, I'd go 50. Yeah. Uh, the hurricane winds was the issue. Although, it worked out great if you were on that... Uh, yeah, where, the, where the with the wind was when wonderful. the ocean when the ocean is to your right, <laughs> yeah. and you're going with the wind, uh, yeah, you could Mitch Mitch hit a uh, what a 360 yard drive oh, or something. That was at uh, Pacific Dunes, right? Was that the one? I, he, that was the one he totally bombed. That was when we were uh, playing our third round of the day drunk, and he just tattooed one. No, probably closer that, to 400. Oh, you know what? What? No, I thought it was the same. I thought it was the same hole where the uh, the Devil's Anus. Mm-mm. No? Devil's Anus is only like a 340-yard hole. Okay. Oh, I, he did hit it over. He hit it because it was like 340 yards. He was he like hit, chipping. He hit it over everything. Yeah, and yeah. Chip back. Yeah. I, of course, was in the Devil's Anus for those of you who it was, don't it was a story. similar situation where he's on the tee box and he's going, man, then with this wind, you think I can get there? And the caddy's like, you can't get there. Yeah. <laughs> and he like just laces one, <laughs> sails the green, and the caddy's like, "Yeah, you can get there." Which, by the way, don't listen to caddies because uh, there was four times they said you could no. There's no way you could reach that uh, <laughs> bunker in the middle, and I I hit it and was in the bunker in the middle. Yeah, oh, I guess you I guess you can. Oh, you mean this gate key? Yeah, he told me I can. Well, can I, is this fine that I can hit an eight iron right here? He's like, "Yeah, you'll just be short of the green. It's going to be perfect." I'm okay because I don't want to be long because the wind was behind us. So I hit the ball and. We get up there. And he's oh, you're in the devil's anus. <laughs> I'm like, there, there's a like right after you hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, yeah. Right, if that's that's very similar. <laughs> Isn't that frustrating? That's very similar to the uh, hey, go ahead and ring me up for a 16 pound bag of ice, yeah, and then go yeah. hey, uh, you guys, where you got yeah, him? No, yeah, we don't have no, any. Yeah. <laughs> like you already rang. Uh, but hey, go go talk to that guy over there. He'll he'll, like, he'll take care of you. Just just bump an eight iron, <laughs> yeah, and you can run it right yeah, up onto the green. Yeah. Just go right over this knob right here. And you're in the devil's anus. <laughs> Why did you tell me to do that? <laughs> just, exactly what I just said. <laughs> just bump it. Just bump it and run it right up onto the green. You'll be. It'll be gold. Oh yeah, that was the worst. That, yeah, was, that was the worst place you could have. Yeah, and, and if you haven't been to Bandon, uh, if you think of the devil's anus as just you know what picture it and try to hit a golf ball out of it that's what it was there was it was like the band shell <laughs> yeah you know like an amphitheater it, it was an amphitheater going towards the like, hole yeah like there was no possible way you could make a play i, I had to green. go i had to barely swing to get it to go backwards enough so i could swing to get it go to backwards again so i could chip <laughs> over it is it is probably the worst bunker i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and obviously i'm not a world traveler but yeah. I haven't been to Scotland, but uh, this was the, uh, the I, I, okay. As as far as all the golf courses I've seen in the United States, banned in the courses there, um, except for trails, right? Like the ones Sheep Ranch, uh, Old McDonald, uh, Bandon Dunes, Pacific Dunes. There, those four courses are probably the closest thing we have in the United States to, like. Scotland, yeah. Ireland, like true Lynx golf. Especially like with, these, with the wind right on the coast, freezing your ass off, everything's green. Yeah. There's gorse. I mean, there's gorse everywhere. Yeah. It is, you do not, it, you don't even want to go piss in the gorse because it's, yeah. yeah, it's ugly. And it's, all the Irish people are drunk. Oh, that might have just been me. Uh, and me. Turns out I was raised Swedish, but I'm, yeah. I'm Irish according to my DNA profile. 
So, which explains a lot in yeah. my drinking career, I'll, I'll tell you that. Turns out stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Yeah. I did have a uh, quite the uh, short-lived love affair with whiskey in my early, early drinking days. Uh, man, I miss it sometimes. You ever, <laughs> you ever have that where you're like, man, those were the good days. When uh, I, would just... I enjoyed scotch uh, to the point I had a buddy of mine, we were in college, and uh, we were all drinking uh, Johnny Walker Red, and then uh, a buddy of mine got married, and we ended up getting the white label, which we'll just... Never heard of it. Just wean you right off of red, but 200 and something bucks a bottle, you, you'll go back to red. Yeah. And then, uh, one day, my roommate, uh, he's, you know, he enjoyed the... Uh, uh, you know, experimental uh, happiness drugs type of thing. Okay, acid. Uh-huh. Uh, so I never do this because I've really just been a good kid and been an alcoholic since I was 16. Uh, not really participating in any of that stuff. And I've always wondered what purple did, sounded like. Did, did you did you know that acid actually helps you with your drinking ability? So even though I drank a lot. His ability to outdrink me on acid via Johnny Walker Red uh, pickled me inside hmm. to where for two days I just felt like I had eaten nothing but cotton. Uh, was, uh, literally, not literally, yeah, 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 yeah. not yeah, I, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a story uh, yeah, for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> if you've been up all night bailing <laughs> cotton, bailing. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. had a pretty good night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we actually went out that next day to the Morro Bay Dunes and decided to try to surf down the uh, dunes with our wakeboards. And, that yeah, seems like a good idea. I think I threw up three or four times. Huh. Good times. Hmm. Everything has a happy ending. Yeah. I had a, uh, a, a bad, somewhat of a bad breakup with, with whiskey. I was a Jack Daniels guy. And um, <clears throat> it didn't, it, everything was going great for a number of years and uh yeah it just you get carried away and all of a sudden you find yourself doing stuff that uh you normally wouldn't do or even think of doing and uh you just go you know what what's the common denominator here <laughs> and you delete that and uh every once in a while i'll still you know i'll have a drink and uh it'll take me right back man you can feel it coursing through your veins and you're just like if I keep going down this road, it's not going to be good, you know. So I stick to. I found uh, I found a love of tequila, and it turns out I can drink copious. And, and you're immune to it. Copious amounts of tequila. <laughs> no, I still get fucked up, but it doesn't. No adverse effects as far as you know. I'm not one of those. I don't want to fight everyone. I don't want to have sex with everyone. I don't want to take my clothes off and run around the neighborhood. I don't want to pass out on the cat. Like I just, I'm a happy, you know happy drunk with tequila and uh typically if i just drink tequila and don't mix it up wake up the next day feel fantastic right like i i we had the two boys uh up up north for thanksgiving for our camping trip and we did the the customary tequila battle on thanksgiving and i put two of them in the ground before dinner mm -hmm. right and i just continued on with my drinking and uh yeah woke up the next day felt fantastic but when you start out the day and you're like all right i know we're going all in on tequila and that's what you start with and that's all you do uh it it goes pretty well oh and for closure for your saga on uh, thanksgiving uh what happened with the generator sold it nice and you 
you what you lost a hundred bucks yeah okay. so i so we bought so it so you rented a generator yeah. for a hundred bucks yeah we okay. bought it for five Done. sold it for four and ultimately cost us a hundred bucks plus gas to uh have a generator for the for a four four and a half day camping trip so not too bad probably the most successful uh facebook marketplace <laughs> transaction i've i've had you know so usually those don't go very well also sold the kegerator in case oh, you didn't notice when I, you came over I, Saturday. I should have noticed because uh, that's something I always notice when I'm there, but yeah, I did not notice. I included the, the America uh, Eagle tap handle with it because what am I going to do with a tap yeah. handle if I don't have a kegerator to put it on? I, so. I instinctively at your house made sure my uh, cooler was uh, prominently placed in a uh, safe area. Yeah, you know, out of the way of pedestrians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so especially... When you got when you got the gazebo back there and you got the fire pit and you got the barbecue island and everything, uh, traffic can jam up in certain areas. So you want to just kind of keep cooler, you know, low yeah. low lying objects out of the way of. Uh, you live and learn, really. Because when you got drunk people yeah. out there staggering around, you know, they, you can. There's a lot of sharp edges in my backyard where you know you could lose an eye or you know cut your head open on something. So. There's that. Well, don't worry, I paused because I thought that was uh, the right right vehicle. Sorry, white BMW, not the right vehicle. Pay no attention to this is a audio medium. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of vehicles around here, as you can, as they can hear. <laughs> so. So your next lesson's what Saturday? No, Friday. Friday. Friday night. Did you say Saturday before or no? No, Saturday I'm, we're I'm golfing. Confused. Okay. Saturday we're. I got we're... mine Thursday. Uh, looking forward to mine. I think I might. Uh, West Valley Golf Center is on my way home from work, and it's actually somewhat convenient. So I may actually stop by here tomorrow uh, and hit a few balls because I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm that confident in my ability that I'm somewhat doing it correctly. Hmm. Uh, the balls. I mean, I, he has me putting a little bit more forward in my stance, which you know. Sometimes you hit it thin because I, I hit a gap wedge about 160, which was the longest iron I hit all day. And I was hitting a seven iron most of the time, so that's not good. So, you know, uh, speaking of that, uh, thanks for bringing that up because I noticed that um, when he's having me address the ball, he I have, I'm hitting a nine iron in my lessons, right? Like yeah. I bring one club into the hitting bay. You don't even bring your whole bag? No, because I'm, I'm, I'm on a nine iron. He goes, oh, what club do you want to hit? And I go, well, I usually... N- start with a nine iron he goes yeah just grab a nine iron. it don't it don't matter uh-huh. we're trying to get i don't give a shit where the ball goes like i want you to swing a club so i'm like i feel confident with a nine iron in my hand or i should say i feel the most confident with a nine iron anyway yeah, see, most people i know have always uh, practiced with a seven so that's why i practice with a seven right but it's standard, had- and i even asked him about that specifically i'm like you know most people go hey here's a set he goes i don't give a shit it's not yeah, we're- he had me switch to a nine iron and uh, we're really we're kind of working on that ball placement in your stance and narrowing my stance because apparently i you know stand like i'm riding a fucking rodeo bowl see and i'm i'm the opposite he he is moving the ball up in my stance, and I need to widen. I need to widen my stance and have the ball more forward. And I go, uh, I'm hitting a nine iron. He goes, I don't give a shit. He's like, unless you're like chipping a wedge or hitting, you know. He's like, all your irons need to be here, right? And I'm like, really? 
Like I've always heard, you know, shorter, the, the shorter iron arrow thing on the computer to show you where you're supposed to go, and then he puts a little uh, red line on where you're standing. No, 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 no. This was this was this was in person on the mat. You know, I put the ball down, and he goes address the ball. And after I said hello, ball, yeah, he, he's, he, yeah. no, no, no. Now stand like you're going to hit it. So, so I do, and he goes nope, and he lays. He gets one of his alignment sticks, and he lays it down, and he goes, okay, you you want. You know, one club length on your, not one club length, a club head width. One club head width on your left foot, like, so move move your left foot to where your heel is one width and then two for your, for your right side. And the ball is in front there. So, like, it feels almost like I'm hitting a hybrid or a fairway wood. Like, that's where the ball is in my with stance a with a nine iron. Huh. And I don't know if that's just a visual thing for him to get me to, because one of my one of my issues is that I I uh, do not like I don't have any shaft lean. Like I uh, he he shows me the pro and he goes oh see how that his hands are in front of the ball, you know you got the ball right here and then your hands his the pro's hands are in front of the ball so you have that shaft lean. Uh-huh. My hands are like I'm I have the club straight up and down. Behind, and my hands are behind the ball and he's like that's that's all bad and so I don't know if he's trying to get me to like I don't, I don't know if that's proper ball position for that club. but I asked him specifically hey I've always heard you know ball shorter irons ball yeah. further back not like on your back foot but further back in your stance he goes that's a bunch of bullshit interesting okay because that's what we all are now, we're taught right but yeah they he has me I've always had my um mid to, you know, seven, eight, nine irons kind of middle of my stance, if not a little bit behind. And then, uh, you know, your four, five, six kind of more forward. And then your hybrid and, you know, three wood and whatnot more forward to that. And he has me, I brought my, I had to bring my driver back a little. And then he has me move my seven iron probably where my uh, five iron used to be kind of thing. Right. And because... I mean, you, you can feel it, especially, well, and especially I might, on those mats. And I might be describing it wrong. I mean, I, I'm not saying that my guy is telling me something different than what your guy is telling you. Because if you... So normally, before any of this lesson stuff, I would have a 7-iron probably right in the middle of my stance. Anything below a 7-iron, I'm moving probably halfway, halfway back, you know, toward my mm-hmm. back foot. And he's going, no, it's more like halfway up. With Not, a shaft lean, too. With a shaft lean. Well, and I think that's more of a mechanics thing for me um, because I start out, like, with it straight up and down, and then I just take it away all wrong, you know, and he's going, no, you want to start out like this, and I think a lot of it has to do with my shoulders. If I lean if I lean my left shoulder, I'm right-handed, for those of you that never met me. Uh, if I lean my left shoulder forward it helps me develop that shaft lean and also helps with my proper takeaway my body rotation instead of starting it with my hands i've i've been struggling and my normal pre-lesson golf swing is starting the club takeaway with my hands which promotes me to roll my wrists over open the club face and all kinds of bad stuff happen from there and he's trying to get me more in, in a position where i'm rotating my body keeping my arms straight rotating my body keeping the club face closed and then starting my takeaway break the wrist not wrists plural wrists. <laughs> uh 
you know, just this, just my uh -huh. my right wrist, keeping my left wrist straight, keeping the club face square, instead of what I was doing was I was rolling over the top uh -huh. in my backswing, totally opening the club face, and then I'm struggling to come over the top to try to close everything up and get it, and it's just that's a that's an equation for for uh, uh, bad contact. So um, I was surprised at how much. Uh, your swing before and my swing before had a lot of similarities to it and i mean that in a bad way <laughs> like a really bad way uh i would just come at that thing like i was gonna rip the cover off of whatever and never really do that and the, the steepness of my swing was not good yeah at all see i'm my and we haven't gotten there in my lesson plan yet but my transition naturally is because i have the club so far back over my head like john daly i come over i i start my downswing with my body i lean forward to try to get my weight more shifted on my left foot and i start my my downswing with my shoulders basically instead of my hands i start with my shoulders and it promotes just an over the top and it's super outside in and just hacking away at the ball and you know uh that's why we aim for dead poles and hope for the best right i i hope for anything that that goes you know <laughs> that finds grass that's yeah. not behind a tree or in somebody's backyard but i'm 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 super committed to the process and i can see where even changing my my takeaway is is helping me i know you're not i'm not seeing the results in my ball flight my distance and i saw the difference for sure in your uh, uh backswing tonight it's it's more on level or however you want to say it on plane on yeah. plane uh you're you're not doing that big huge loopy thing that you used to do right uh i mean you did it twice because you were and you knew it when you did it yeah so that, and, that's the important and thing. it's funny because when you don't have an audience like I came here last night and I was here by myself and I was actually, I'm not going to say I was hitting the ball well, but I was executing what I was trying to do in my backswing and, and I was just trying to get some muscle memory like to where it felt natural. And the more tired I get, the harder it is to do. And I had already hit what, I don't know, 40, 45 mm -hmm. balls before you, you came to my hitting bay. And and as soon as you got there, I was like, oh, yeah, let me show you. And I yeah, me, just totally, good I am. totally reverted back yeah. to, you know, and I'm trying to uh, fix it mid-swing. And it just... And that's the that's the common, hey, uh, I'm going to play with this new foursome that I don't know anybody, so let me go ahead and show you how I rip one. Right. Because or, I have or no the, fundamentals. Or the whole, uh, if you've gone out as a single. Oh, yeah. Go, Can I uh, play through? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and play through? And it's like a par three. <laughs> yeah. And you're, oh, <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Just shank one, just rip one right can, off. And, can I just throw it in the water right now yeah. and take my drop in the drop area? There is there is nothing more embarrassing than getting the nod and the wave the wave to play through and just uh, it's uh it's all bad. Yeah, I think I've only successfully done that transition once where I showed up and the guys that were in front of me were just like, yeah, go ahead and go. And I just ripped it down the middle and they're like, wow, you're good. And I'm going, that's not true at all. That's, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm I, taking it. I love that you think that about <laughs> I'm me. taking it. Uh, pay no attention that it's going to take me four shots to get there from. <laughs> I had it happen once at the, uh, I went out and played 500 club uh, one day a bunch of years ago. 
and this was back before I had my complete total meltdown. I was still shooting in the in the 80s, and uh, so I was I was better than I am now. But I went out there and and played the 500 club by myself, and um, got waved up, and it was on a par three, and just didn't even really think about it. And in those days, I was hitting a nine iron, 150 yards regular. That was stock yarded, and uh, get up there, and it was not not that not the uphill par three with the blind uh-huh. where you can barely see the flag. There's the other, there's the downhill one, and I think it was a nine iron, and I just I put it to three feet, you know, and I just did the whole like. You're all, yeah, thanks for letting me play through. The Miguel Angel Jimenez where you sheath your, your <laughs> like, put it back like it's a sword, you know? Like, yep. Just did that. Tip of the cap, like I Phil, you know? that was Chai Chai Rodriguez that did that. Uh, no. 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 Miguel Angel, he, he does, does it too? Yeah, he does he the. He copied. Oh, you Chai know what? And that's, he, he copied yeah. Chai Chai. Yeah, yeah. Are you, it's, are you, it's Chi-Chi. Yeah, I was going to say, are you... Uh, uh, w, WKRP <laughs> in Cincinnati. Uh, you keep up with the references. Uh, I, I'm, that's, pre, <laughs> oh, wait. that's pre-average. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm older than average. Uh, turns out yeah. I'm only in my 40s. Uh, for, for two of you who got that reference, you're welcome, Whip. <laughs> no, Whip doesn't get references. Oh, yeah, he doesn't get references at all, so it doesn't matter what uh, I'm saying. And you see, see, at least I know what that show is. So, <laughs> yeah. so David, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati was a television show that was on uh, in the uh, 80s. Uh, their best thing is they uh, dropped live turkeys on Thanksgiving, and they didn't know turkeys couldn't fly <laughs> out of a helicopter. Uh, Google that. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Inside baseball, but um, uh, they'll Google it and they'll get it. It'll, it's fine. Uh, they might. I'm not going to put it up as a companion. I haven't figured out how to successfully pair social media with the podcast. You know, like put put content on social media. You know, to either get people to listen to the podcast or for the people oh, that see, have you, listened to go. Oh, that should totally do the uh, WKRP in Cincinnati turkey drop on. Instagram, you, I mean, I don't know how to do that either. So, but you figure it out. Yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. I'm on it. I'll have my uh, producer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put that on Twitter too. You know, like uh, uh, Rogan has uh, Jamie that, yeah. that does all his. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, look this up. You know, during the podcast, and I'm like sitting there going, "Man, when we start making millions of dollars millions. from yeah. from the podcast, <laughs> I can have a guy right there yeah. that can Google anything I'm talking about uh, and just the, uh, bring it up on one the." One of the guys from work uh, did suggest that we should probably get some sort of producer uh, audio person, and I'm all uh, and the, Pam how? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this all of this sounds great. Can, can we pay them know? in koozies? <laughs> <laughs> this all sounds amazing, right? Like to have I like everything you're saying. Actual uh, professional equipment where you can hear all of us all of the time. Uh, you don't have to listen to traffic. Um, you can we can edit out certain things. Yeah. Um, you know, I did. I'm not going to name any names, but I did because it probably won't work out. But I did make a request uh, from a fairly well-known uh, recording artist to yeah. come up with a uh, an intro. I'm not gonna I'm All not right. gonna say any names because I don't want to put anybody on the spot, make anybody feel obligated, and I really, when it doesn't happen, I don't want anybody to be like, "Oh, I thought you said so and so was gonna do." Yeah, uh, but, but but I've bowled with the guy, so you know, there's that. Uh, I've bowled with him. <laughs> yeah, because uh, as golfers, uh, we're, we're pr- not good bowlers. No, well, there are golfers in our league that are. Oh, uh, yeah. I think Webb's got a 300, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, Dallas has a bunch. Yeah, 
Huh. I never mastered that. I, I could never find uh, the, the, the right, you know, I've never had my own ball, but I could never find the one off the rack that fit my fingers and was the right weight for what I needed. I never actually cared enough to be good. Like, I always end up, I always end up with the size of my fingers. I got sausage fingers. And with the size of my fingers, I always ended up with, like, the 94-pounder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, it took both of my arms for me to swing it, you know? So, it never really worked out too well for me. And I was never really that interested in having a ball. I was never going to get into it as a hobby. So, it's always one of those things that you do every once in a while for a birthday party or something uh it's the last possible thing we've exhausted all options for what we can do on the rainy saturday afternoon well, I, I grew up in northern california so your choices were basically either uh go fishing and drink or go bowling and drink and i owned a boat right um yeah and i'm not i'm not big on that either i used to fish a bunch as a kid and um yeah never really continued that into adulthood I was I was decided. I think that I think it, it all changed when uh, when you turn 16 and you have to get a fishing license. Yeah. <laughs> it cost you money. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm out on that. I'm not doing that. I did get I did get a fishing license one year in Arizona. Uh, some guys that I worked with, uh, we all decided it would be a great idea to do an overnight fishing trip. Uh, one of them had an aluminum fishing boat, like a 16-footer. Okay. Yeah. We had five dudes in a 16-foot yeah. aluminum boat. Hey, it says on, capacity. On Alamo Lake uh, okay. overnight in the summertime, right? It was the worst, like, nine hours of my life. So, sounds like an episode of how they were rescued. <laughs> no, we all made it back. Uh, it was not a... We had a... Uh, he had a trolling motor. That was the only... Huh? the only uh means of propulsion that we had we had a crappie light that we'd made out of a sealed beam headlight with jumper cables to a battery right like a car battery to a a sealed beam headlight that we just floated all this is on point with fishing right and um, Uh, they do the same thing in bowling we we didn't catch we didn't catch shit (laughs) i I mean we didn't even catch a buzz i don't think oh that's that's it was it was it was horrible you got mosquitoes there were water moccasins. Found that out the hard way. I mean, I water, didn't get bit. Water moccasins? At Alamo Lake? Absolutely. Uh, what? I'm, I'm out on Alamo Lake. Alamo Lake, absolutely. And I found that out after I was already wading knee-deep to to go <laughs> relieve myself outside the boat. And, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, uh, you see that over there? And I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> hey, that's not a thing. I, I don't I do not do that. Uh so I was out. So you're out on dying in the lake because of a snake. Right. Yeah. I don't right. do snakes. Yeah. I almost stepped on a uh, rattlesnake at Verado uh, one time. I was golfing with Eric, and we were at Verado. Meanwhile, it wasn't. Uh, it was still a little too cold for the rattlesnakes. Like this one was all stretched out. It must have been six feet long, but it was totally stretched out just sunning himself yeah trying to get warm so it was it wasn't coiled up it wasn't ready to strike none of that shit but i almost stepped right on it it was right off the cart path you know and uh that was the closest i've ever come to a uh, rattlesnake in arizona everybody think it's one of those things like we think about florida and we go man i don't want to go to florida they got alligators and shit down there like i'm not dealing with that and people probably think the same thing about oh they got scorpions and and uh rattlesnakes and all kind of shit out there in arizona 
I have found in the I've, I've lived seen, I've seen two. I've lived here since 2005, so it'll be 17 years in a couple months, right? And I have seen I have found one scorpion in my garage. I have found one scorpion outside my garage. I have seen two rattlesnakes total. One of them was a close encounter I just mentioned, and the other one was just kind of off in the distance. And that's it. In 17 years, that's been my experience with these deadly creatures that are going to, you know. I've seen multiple scorpions, but the small ones are the only ones that bug you. And uh, scorpions are no big deal. They don't, I, don't, I ain't worried about them. And then the, the two uh, rattlesnakes I saw were both at Falcon Golf Course in between the two ponds on 9 and 18. And you just drove past them, whatever. Uh, I would be more concerned. My, my move to Arizona was uh, precursed by in 2004. There was a huge earthquake. Or was it four? Or it might have been three. There was an earthquake in Paso Robles, California, just much to the uh, size of uh, current events. The uh, earthquake today at Fortuna, California. I didn't hear about 6. that. 4. Uh, and that turned into, you can, if you like earthquakes, stay in California. If you don't right. like earthquakes, move to Arizona. I, I experienced a number of earthquakes when I lived in California. And it was never, it, see, I was a kid, you know. You're growing up and it's like, it wasn't anything that you, you were like, oh, wow, everything's moving around, shaking and stuff. Yeah, there was a major earthquake when I was uh, a kid in Orville, California. And I remember hiding in the pantry and watching all the canned food fall off the shelves yeah. onto, onto us type of thing. Uh, but I still thought it was cool. And then uh, anytime since then there was a major earthquake in California, I worked on a marina. And so it was just like basically a glass of water shaking back and forth. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. And then the, the last one, uh, like I said, I think it was 2003, 2004 in Paso Robles. Uh, that huge earthquake, I'm talking to a buddy of mine who's downtown. Uh, in the epicenter basically and he goes holy shit holy shit holy shit and i go what he goes i think we're having an earthquake i'm all that explains why all those rocks are falling off the mountain (laughs) (laughs) so they just they just had a uh somewhat major yeah 6.4 and uh just i think it's like five miles off the coast of fortuna california which is northern california right huh i did not haven't heard about that Uh, yet the, the thing is uh the uh what the What's a, the the poster the post earthquake stuff the aftershocks aftershocks there yeah. you go that's a word that's hard uh, the aftershocks any anything over three you will feel and at one point you could get to the sense I, I could sense they were coming about two to three seconds before it happened hmm. and that is the part that you kind of go oh is this the big one no it's not. Right. But I'm sure our Arizona audience really gives a shit about that. <laughs> That's why we... <laughs> Earthquakes. We, we moved to Arizona. We traded uh, We traded fog yeah. and uh, overcast marine layer for, uh, you know, 300, 300 days of sunshine. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. What are you going to do with all that and sun? And for those using Yellowknife, it's going to be 70 on Saturday. Uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's Cel- right. oh. Celsius would be a problem. You hosers in Canada, we don't do Celsius. Uh, we'll probably live through it, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we are coming up on the, uh, should we take a break or just call it? I think we can call it. We, we got enough time. I think so, too. Uh, so, for all of you out there in MGA 
land and or podcast land. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget. Uh, tip your waitress. Yeah, tip your waitress. Oh. Uh, remind three friends, list on the podcast. Have them each remind three friends, list on the podcast. Share it, please, on social media so we can actually afford to get good equipment, good sound quality. It will improve the podcast if you just give us a bunch of money. I'm not asking you to directly send me a bunch of money. I'm saying have everybody you know listen to the podcast. We're going to have to power through for like the first year. It's going to be horrible. But we'll get there. We'll get some ad revenue. We'll get some good quality. And we'll make the make the whole experience better for everybody. So thank you for listening. Uh, we, we, we'll have another episode. What um, uh, We got Thursday church. So we're, we're coming out for church, yeah. right? So I'm just going to... So I have... We're at church right now. I'm, I'm just going to leave the microphone in my truck because I forgot it last time. So if you're listening to this, come to church on Thursday. We'll do a podcast if we get people to, yeah, to Thursday show morning up, so. I have another lesson, so there's something to talk about there. And uh, I'll tell you how great I am and how I went completely to a well, uh, sub-two handicap. And if we get anybody here with a personality, we'll just talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you know, like... Uh, like Gay Ferran. Gay Ferran, or uh, we still need to have who the fuck is LJ. Yeah, fucking LJ uh, needs to step up. Tell the origin story, so... Uh, anybody with a personality, come to church and uh, we'll get you on the podcast. And uh, yeah, so till then, uh, you know what? I just got to come clean about something. I've been trying, I've been really, really fucking trying to have the whole see you in the rough thing. Uh-huh. And I fucking hate it. Oh. And <laughs> I, I don't know. Does it work? I don't, I don't mind the see you in the uh, rough thing. All right. Well, then I guess we'll see you in the rough. <laughs> <laughs>